everyone, welcome back to the Let's Talk Podcast. My name is John Keefe, and today here on the channel and podcast, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite actors of all time, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But before we dive into that, if you are a fan of 4K Blu-ray reviews, movie reviews, lists, and podcasts, we do them all here on the channel and on the podcast. And nothing would help us out more than by you just simply liking this video, subscribing to the channel, subscribing to the podcast... And then after you're done doing all that, just tell all your friends about us. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, he got his start in bodybuilding back in the 1970s. The guy became the greatest bodybuilder of all time, in my opinion. I don't know too much about bodybuilding, but I know that he ended up becoming one of the greatest to ever live. He became Mr. Universe. He became Mr. Olympia. He just conquered the world of bodybuilding like nobody else had ever done that before. For him, it was always about being perfect, about perfection. And no matter what field he was in, whether it be the actor, the bodybuilder, the politician. He had to conquer it. He had to be the best at it. And he never, ever cut any corners. Unless, you know, you consider steroids cutting corners. But everybody was doing that at the time, especially in the world of bodybuilding. But he was just a hardworking individual that wanted to be the best at his craft. And he would end up becoming one of the most iconic actors of all time. Now, he's not considered one of the greatest actors ever. And I agree with that. Even though I love the man and I consider him a huge inspiration on my life and on the person that I am. He was one of my heroes growing up he's still one of my heroes I just always have loved the man you know there's not too many celebrities that I get attached to that I'd probably get starstruck by or I'd find myself getting emotional if they passed away but I know when Arnold Schwarzenegger eventually passes away it's probably gonna really hurt me just because of all the films that he has given me throughout my entire life I grew up with the man in all of his movies you know when he became the governor of California you know I felt like I was a little bit hurt because we weren't gonna be getting as many Arnold movies anymore and then when he came back he wasn't exactly the same Arnold that we knew throughout the 1980s and 1990s as far as acting goes but he was still there that person was still there and we'll always have those movies from the 1980s the 1990s you know the ones that really put Arnold Schwarzenegger on the map and made people like me a huge fan of him and a huge fan of his films so today we're going to count down from number 10 to number one Arnold Schwarzenegger's best film roles. Now, just remember, this is completely subjective. You guys can completely disagree with me if you want. I want to hear your top 10 Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. If you tell me that Batman and Robin is your favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, I respect that. I don't understand it, but I absolutely respect that. Maybe you're just into ice puns. I can completely understand, but, yeah, you know, I'm not going to agree with it. I can tell you right now before we dive into the list that Batman and Robin was not a tough cut. It's probably pretty low on on my Arnold Schwarzenegger rankings and on my Batman rankings just because that movie I guess it's watchable from a travesty standpoint but it's definitely not watchable from a quality standpoint that's for sure but anyway let's dive into this list and at number 10 we got Pumpin' Iron and this film or documentary came out in 1977 and it's exploring the world of bodybuilding and Arnold Schwarzenegger at the time in 1977 he was bodybuilding you know he was competing against other famous faces most famously Lou Ferrigno and actually my favorite parts of this movie are when Lou Ferrigno's dad is talking to Lou Ferrigno and essentially just telling him you know you're never going to be that guy basically pointing to Arnold like you can settle for second best but Arnold Schwarzenegger is Arnold Schwarzenegger you'll never be able to hit those eyes you know Lou Ferrigno's dad is basically just starstruck by Arnold and what he was able to do to his body you know Lou Ferrigno is no slouch himself this guy is the incredible Hulk you know this is before CGI so when the Hulk turned into the Hulk he turned into Lou Ferrigno that's how jacked Lou Ferrigno was and to be comparing him to Arnold and for Ar Lou Ferrigno's father to just say to him yeah you might be great 
but you're never going to be that great. It's really, really funny, and it's honestly, it's crazy. I mean, I guess you got to be honest with your son, but when you're competing against Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that's the mountaintop, I guess you got to be honest and just tell the guy, you know, you're never going to be that. And Arnold in this movie is also perfect. We get to see that Arnold charm, the Arnold mind games that he would become famous for, where he's just always trying to get a leg up in the competition, but just by psyching out his competition, by just talking to them, being just kind of the smarter guy in the room, the funny guy in the room. I always felt like Arnold was very self-aware of how other people perceive him you know then i perceive him as this guy oh he speaks really bad english so maybe people look at him with lower intelligence no arnold is a genius in my opinion he absolutely knows every single move he's about to make before he makes it and in this movie that just shows you like it yeah it's one thing to have the greatest body but you got to be able to have the mental awareness the mental strength to do everything and you have to try and convince your competition that you are better than them so he's doing that throughout this entire movie we get some great interviews in here we got to hear that little arrogance of Arnold Schwarzenegger in here when it comes to the day of the contest I'm his father but he says it all with such confidence, even though it might come off cocky, but he's always smiling and laughing that you kind of take those comments that he's making that might sound like, man, this guy could be an arrogant piece of shit. But when you move past it, you're like, no, he's just so charming. You can forgive that because when somebody is just that confident in themselves, you almost become drawn to them. They're almost just that magnetic. And this is how Arnold, this is the beginning of that Arnold Schwarzenegger that we would come to find out as the 80s go on. And I think this is kind of the performance in this movie, even though it is a documentary. But this performance that he puts on in here, this show to show the world Arnold Schwarzenegger, I really do believe is what put him on the map as far as getting involved in Hollywood. And at number nine, we got Kindergarten Cop from 1990. This is the second time Arnold teamed up with Ivan Reitman after Twins in 1988. And in this movie, he becomes a kindergarten cop, which basically means him and another cop get assigned to find the son of basically Arnold Schwarzenegger's arch nemesis, this guy Crispin, this guy who basically has always been going back and forth with Arnold. You know, they kind of have this reputoire where Arnold gets one over on him and then he gets one over on Arnold and he actually, the guy he's trying to get, Arnold, has a son. And that son, he's in kindergarten and they're going to go undercover, but the female cop who's supposed to play the kindergarten teacher ends up getting really sick. She can't do it. And now we got to send in this hulking man of Arnold Schwarzenegger who has no teaching experience at all, no experience with kids, has no idea what he's doing into that classroom and to teach all these kids just about kindergarten you know this man he's a cop he's a lonely man he doesn't actually have any family of himself he's just kind of a loner he's just doing his own thing he loves being a cop he doesn't really know how to raise kids teach kids especially kindergarten kids at five years old and then you know he kind of starts getting attached to crispin's ex-wife and the son who ends up being the kid he needs to protect needs to save because that's the kid that crispin is coming back for that's going to be the one that's going to lead him to catch his man. But Arnold Schwarzenegger ends up developing a heart. He ends up developing feelings for all these kids. He ends up liking being a kindergarten teacher. It kind of helped. Feels like he got his purpose in life that he never had before. And you know what? It's a funny movie. It's a well-acted movie. You know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, this is where you can see that he's just totally game for anything. He's not afraid to make a fool of himself. You know, he's got the hat on. He's singing Old MacDonald. <laughs> You know, we get all those classic Arnold lines in there. It is not the tumor. <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? We get all that in here. He's just totally game for anything. He's got that charm. And you can start to believe that this big man can end up being a great 
kindergarten teacher kind of get that small town love that he would end up getting in this movie and it's a really heartwarming movie it feels like the early 90s right down to the early 90s score and those you know kind of cheesy moments that I personally really enjoy and I grew up with this movie so this movie is very nostalgic for me I watch this movie all the time I burnt the hell out of that VHS tape and I just absolutely treasure this movie. It's one of Ivan Reitman's best movies. And Ivan Reitman is the guy who gave us Ghostbusters. So this is a guy who's giving us a lot of great movies. And I would honestly put this in his top three films. That's how good it is. So definitely check out Kindergarten Cop. And then at number eight, we got 1987's The Running Man, directed by Paul Michael Glazer. And this is basically the prequel to The Hunger Games. This is what The Hunger Games would become. We kind of in a almost post-apocalyptic world and it's also commenting on you know reality shows what reality shows would become again basically tying into like what the hunger games was commenting on but they were doing it back in 1987 you take all of these people essentially arnold schwarzenegger's character gets framed for a crime that he didn't commit and now his only way out is to go on this game show where he has to prove himself and he has to win because if he doesn't win he's gonna die so he has to beat everybody and in this show nobody's ever won the game i'm pretty sure so arnold schwarzenegger he's got all the chips stacked against him they're wearing these really bright yellow suits it looks like a game show it's got that 80s flair to it it's got that 80s score you know this is arnold banging out one-liners this is definitely an arnold schwarzenegger vehicle it's never supposed to be more than that it's actually based on a stephen king novel if you can believe that or a short story which i never knew until recently i was just always very entertained by this movie the action is great you know this really is just very simple it's not the most well-known arnold movie it's kind of one of the ones that were coming out in the late 80s like red heat where it kind of just came and went but i feel like this one along with like last action hero does deserve to be revisited because they are fun they're not his best movies but you know you get the classic arnold stuff in here you get arnold banging out one-liners left and right you get some classic arnold moments honestly the set design in this film in general really does deserve to be praised i know that people don't really like those bright neon colors and you know those like those colors that are going to pop off your screen they're very 80s looking it's a very 80s looking movie but i'm such a fan of those types of movies that even one like this that many people might categorize as generic i personally get a lot of enjoyment out of it and i do think it's very underrated and especially in the pantheon of arnold's career i think it's one that should be revisited and then at number seven we get 1994's true lies this one has kind of been forgotten the time and i really blame james cameron for that because we've gotten rumors of a 4k for so long it never even came to Blu-ray. If you try and watch the stream, I think it's on Peacock. It looks absolutely atrocious, like it was ripped from a VHS from 1997 that has already been worn to shit. So I absolutely think that this movie needs to be rekindled. That fire needs to be reborn because we need to actually see True Lies again because back in 1994, this movie was a hit. It stars him and Jamie Lee Curtis. True Lies is basically if Arnold Schwarzenegger became a spy and a really good spy at that. Now, many people probably don't believe that except for James Cameron and Arnold Schwarzenegger because this Hulk man ain't sneaking around but yet he's able to pull one over not just on everybody else but on his wife who doesn't even realize that she is a, that he is a spy 
and a damn good one on that. So she gets wrapped up in this story. Their whole family becomes threatened. You know, this is a 1994 James Cameron film. One thing I always notice about this movie is how the cinematography just looks so similar to Terminator 2. So if you saw Terminator 2 and this back-to-back, you know, it's kind of like every time the night scenes are around, the white lights kind of get blown out, almost creating this very unique blue effect on the screen that is only very unique to the films Terminator 2 and True Lies. So it's definitely something that was going on with James Cameron's eye at the time that I really appreciate, and it is very unique. And you also get another Tom Arnold performance in here, who did who was working with Arnold at the time. Tom Arnold, this is probably peak of him. I believe he was with Roseanne Barr at the time. This is kind of like where he was kind of getting movie roles. I always remember him from the movie Carpool. You know, he could be funny, and he's actually really good in this movie as far as a film performance goes. This is probably Tom Arnold's best performance. This kind of also rejuvenated the career of Jamie Lee Curtis, and I mean, damn, she has never looked better than she does in this movie. And it's such a well-shot movie, great action sequences. The one on the bridge at the very end is one of the best from the 1990s. This is a fantastic action film that somehow has gotten lost to the test of time, and it's a big Jim Cameron movie. How did this get lost to the test of time? This is one we really need to bring back. This is one that people need to see if they haven't seen yet, because I promise you, you're going to love it. Is it the best James Cameron movie? No, absolutely not. But it's not a bad movie. James Cameron doesn't make bad movies, even if I don't like the Avatar movies. Am I going to sit here and say they're bad movies? No, they're so well made. James Cameron pays attention to every little detail. And when he was working with Arnold Schwarzenegger, they just had great chemistry. James Cameron knew how to use Arnold in the best way possible. And that's perfectly illustrated on the screen here with True Lies. And then at number six, I know, I know. If you weren't around in the 1990s growing up, 1996's Jingle All The Way does not make sense to you to be this high on the list. But I am a kid of the 90s. I was born in 1992. This movie came out in 1996. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jake Lloyd, Tom Hanks' wife, Rita Wilson. You get Phil Hartman in one of his last performances on film, one of the greatest SNL actors we ever had. He tragically passed away in 1998. But he is perfect in this movie as somehow this guy just picking up all these housewives. They all want him. He's like the guy of the town. He's like the real bachelor. Everyone wants him. But he wants Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. That's what he wants in this movie. Like He just wants the big guy's wife. I don't know why he thinks it's smart to screw around with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Have you seen the man? But he just still tries to go for it. And he has some great lines in this movie as well. He's really funny because he's Phil Hartman. So of course he is. But Arnold Schwarzenegger, again, proving how much he's game. This is the movie about a Turbo Man doll. I think people like me around my age, a Turbo Man doll is something that's just ingrained in our mind. It's a fake superhero that does not exist, but it's commenting on 90s superhero lore in the sense that, you know, what was going on on WB Kids and Fox Kids at the time. You know, all these superheroes were around. They were never taken too seriously like they are nowadays. You know, they were just played for laughs, for cheese. That was just kind of how 90s superheroes were, at, especially in 1996. This this is one year after Batman Forever, so you can see the trajectory of how the superheroes were going to go before I think we got to like 2002's X-Men 2 United. That's really where things kind of changed as far as the seriousness of superhero films was taken. But anyway, I'm getting off topic talking about the Turbo Man doll because Arnold Schwarzenegger, he forgot that he needs to get one for his son, played by Jake Lloyd, who would again just get dragged through the mud once the Phantom Menace came around. He's a kid, guys. He didn't deserve all of that. He was doing his best, all right? 
I think we can blame George Lucas for the, the script, at least, that he was forced to read. Because Jake Lloyd does a decent job in here. Not a great child performance by no means, but it's not like it's the worst. It's not like anyone ever says Jake Lloyd was terrible in Jingle All the Way. But Arnold Schwarzenegger puts on a great performance in this. Again, showing how much he's game, acting against Sinbad, who is, again, 90s comedian, really funny. Loves Sinbad, especially at the time. He was definitely on top of the world, at least in his world, in the comedian world at the time. So Sinbad, he puts on a great performance in here. He has my favorite scene in the movie where he's always pretending that there's a bomb in there to get away from the cops. And then the bomb finally does go off and he's like, that was a real bomb? There's some sick people in this world. Sick people. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're the guy who brought the bomb in. So I always find his performance really funny. And he acts. He actually has pretty good chemistry with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, you know, it's a Christmas classic for certain people of a certain age. And it still is for me. I watch this one every single year. Quote it all the time. You know, make sure you look out for little cameos from, like, The Big Show and Jim Belushi in this one. So it's just... For me, it's something that's really special, and again, it just shows my love for Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's just banging out one-liners again. Put the cookie down! Who let you in my house to eat my cookies? I mean, come on. Arnold Schwarzenegger, this is why people, kids of my age, love this man. It's just because he was having fun. He's popping up in kids' movies. Come on. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and now at number five, this one warms my heart. I absolutely adore this movie. This is the first time we saw Arnold Schwarzenegger doing comedy, and that was with 1988's Twins, directed by Ivan Reitman. Ivan Reitman just knew how to use Arnold Schwarzenegger. He teamed him up with Danny DeVito. They, these two again. I guess Ivan Reitman directed it also would team up for Junior, which is a bad movie. It's a freaky movie, but I'd be lying to you if I didn't say that I saw that movie at least 30 times growing up. Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie, he's a man who gets pregnant. You know, the first man to ever have a baby. Again, teaming up him and Danny DeVito, who also have incredible chemistry in this movie. They play brothers Vincent and Julian. Uh, Julian basically grew up on this Austrian island. You know, he didn't even know he had a twin brother, but when he finds out he had one, he has to go see him. And Danny DeVito plays the character Danny DeVito's always known for playing. He plays a slob, a, a sleazy salesman, essentially, just always trying to get one over on the next guy. And that's basically what he's doing here again. And, you know, we've seen him play this character in so many movies, including Matilda, which is another favorite of mine from when I was growing up. But he does it again so perfectly here, just playing this guy. You know, he's even trying to take advantage of his brother, mainly in the beginning, because he doesn't believe that it's possible that this guy is his brother. And I always make this joke with my brother, because my brother is over six feet. Um, I have three brothers, and they're all taller than me. But my brother Ryan, we have the same parents. You know, he's over six feet. He's got a tan. He's got dark hair. Um, you know, you got me, who's like 5'5". Five, five. I have no skin pigment whatsoever. I'm chubby. You know, I got dealt the bad hand. I got dealt the Danny DeVito hand. Whereas my brother Ryan got dealt the Arnold Schwarzenegger hand, at least in the looks. Because obviously, like, yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a genius, but he's also, you know, he's a little bit... <sighs> He's, you know, he, he's what we would call, like, book smart, but not street smart. Whereas Danny DeVito, you know, he knows how to get around. He knows how to make a play. But he's always trying to also screw over the next guy. And <laughs> that's the problem, and that's what gets him in trouble. But luckily, he has a brother like Julian who could save the day just with those big hulking arms. And this movie has a really heartfelt 80s ending to it that is going to leave you very happy. It's got that 80s score, and again, moving it along. It's just a fun little movie that has a heart to it that from 1988 is one of my personal favorite movies. I love Twins. If you haven't seen Twins, check that one out. And then at number four, we get John McTiernan's Predator. This Son of a bitch. 
This is probably a lot of people's favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie because it's just not just him. It's a great ensemble cast with Jesse the Body Ventura, Carl Weathers, even Shane Black, who uh, you know would end up writing movies like Lethal Weapon, becoming a great director himself with movies like The Nice Guys, Iron Man Three. So we know Shane Black can direct, but he also has a small little acting role in here. Again, Arnold's teaming up with Bill Duke, these guys who had previously worked together in Commando. We see him pop up in here, so it's a great ensemble cast. And you're dealing with one of the greatest looking movie monsters ever in The Predator. And believe it or not, that's not the first design. That was the second design. Jean-Claude Van Damme was the original Predator. But it just wasn't working out. So they got rid of him. They redesigned the entire character. And then we get that iconic look. And, you know, this became kind of Arnold's thing. Arnold did a lot of sci-fi movies. A lot of sci-fi action movies. You know, he was always game to do those. Sci-fi at the time. For, before Star Wars, sci-fi was kind of considered this, like highbrow thinking man's genre before we kind of started combining it with action films and then Arnold kind of really took off with it you know in movies like this and Total Recall in the sense that he was really doing sci-fi action movies and he was perfect for the genre this proves it he was perfect in this movie but everybody around him is doing a great job obviously we get the cheesy one-liners get to the chopper they still got you bush and pencils Bennett and then you know we get the close-up of their arms because it's the 80s the cocaine 80s you know, we got baby oil everywhere, big arms, big one-liners, incredible action scenes, you know, people grabbing miniguns, and then, you know, even the death scenes are all violent, and, you know, you just want to see Arnold take down a predator. Who's going to do it? Who's the better man? Is it the predator or is it Arnold? And we get some great action sequences in here. I mean, this is a phenomenal film from top to bottom. It's one that's easily rewatchable. I could rewatch this every single year as well. And it's just entertaining. That's really what it come, boils down to. It's entertaining. John McTiernan was firing at all cylinders at the time between this, Die Hard, and then The Hunt for Red October. Then he just kind of fell off the map. But he made three action classics all in a very short window. And he teamed up with Arnold. And look at this. We got a classic in Predator. And then at number three, we get Commando. This was directed by Mark Lester. It came out in 1985, one year after The Terminator. So Arnold Schwarzenegger at this point probably had his choice of any of the action roles he wanted to do. But this one, they kind of, this was again a Arnold Schwarzenegger vehicle. He plays John Matrix. You know, he used to be the head of this like super team of soldiers and they need him to go back in the field. But he's like, no, I'm raising my daughter, played by Alyssa Milano. I don't want to do it anymore. And we get some ridiculous action sequences in there when they kidnap Alyssa Milano and he starts to, he's like, I'm going after him you know we see him here holding up a tree log he takes his car and he drives it down a mountain it has no brakes or nothing so somehow he timed this all out perfectly but he's gonna get his daughter back we get this is really where we get the classic Arnold one-liners that really kind of took off remember Sally when I promised to kill you last that's right Major you did I lied um, you know, he's just cranking them out. He's teaming up with Bill Duke in one of my favorite scenes in this movie where they have like, the ridiculous fight scene in a hotel. Ray Dawn Chong, the daughter of Tommy Chong, actually is in this. And, you know, she really was not, like, the biggest actress, but she puts in a great performance in this movie. It really made me wonder why she actually didn't do more than she did because she does do a great job in this movie. Given it's a cheesy 80s action movie, this is the definition of a cheesy 80s action movie because it makes absolutely no sense. This is impossible. The amount of 
just deaths that <laughs> had to happen in the wake of this is insane. But you don't think about that. You're just thinking about Arnold fighting a guy in a mesh shirt with a ridiculous 80s porn mustache. But that's what you're there for. That's what you signed up for. You want to see Arnold cranking out one-liners, kicking ass, taking names. And you want to see those arms. You want to see the guns. That's what you're there for. And this movie delivers on all fronts. It's not a serious movie. You know, you're not asking anybody to act on a high level. You're just asking them to play their parts. The movie knows what it is. It's never trying to be more than that. And I love it for that. I think this is actually one of the best 80s action movies. I'm not the biggest action fan in general, especially when it comes to modern action. But this is the kind of action I can get behind. Because no one's taking it too seriously. They're just there to have a good time. And I really, really appreciate Commando for that. And then at number two, we have 1990s. Paul Verhoeven directed Total recall uh paul verhoeven at the time was just making classic after classic guy was firing on all cylinders i know a lot of people don't like showgirls but it's got a pretty big cult following now you know after robocop this basic instinct paul verhoeven proved himself to be quite a director he brings in arnold schwarzenegger he plays this guy who dreams of going to Mars, but we don't know why he dreams of going to Mars. And then one day he takes a trip to recall, which essentially instead of going away, they just implant memories into your brain so you could go to the places you wanted to go. You'll have the memories of them. So it feels like you were there without actually going there. But when this happens, he goes to this place and he freaks out. He starts you know, feeling like he's already been there, like he was already a real person that they had his memory wiped. And the whole movie, you're questioning the reality of what we're seeing because everything that Arnold Schwarzenegger goes through in this movie, you can kind of see it on the monitors beforehand. So was this actually a trip for him? Is this what he wanted? Or is this some big conspiracy where he had his memory wiped for a certain reason? And that's really what the movie is exploring. They go to Mars. We get some great set pieces in here. Mars looks ridiculous in this movie, but I absolutely love it. You know, we get the three-breasted woman. You know, we get a small Sharon Stone performance in here. I assume that this is where she got the role for Basic Instinct. I'm sure Paul Verhoeven saw her in this movie and was like, you know what? You deserve a bigger role. And that would eventually lead to Casino, which leads to an Academy award so you know you get a nice little performance in here from her but everybody is doing a great performance in this movie it feels so similar to robocop in certain scenes especially like how the set designs are uh the tone of the movie and i really appreciate that as a fan of robocop a huge fan of robocop that's one of my favorite movies which actually it's weird robocop has a little arnold tie in there as well because orion pictures distributed RoboCop, and in their original trailer, they used the Terminator theme because that itself was an Orion property originally. So I guess everything kind of came full circle here, but this movie, again, has an ending that's always going to leave you questioning. I don't even think we've still gotten a definitive answer on if the, everything that we saw in the film was real or not. Uh, the special effects in this movie, they could be cheesy at times, but it all perfectly fits the tone of this film. Obviously, him pulling out that balloon out of his head is ridiculous when their eyes are popping out of the head when they can't breathe. That's all just ridiculous and over the top, but it all works perfectly in the movie that they were trying to make. And I really do believe that this is Arnold Schwarzenegger's second best film that he's ever made, or at least the second best character he's ever played. And at number one, that's probably obvious to everybody because I've always talked about how The Terminator is my favorite film of all time, and Terminator 2 is not that far behind it. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is the guy who plays the T-800, Cyberdyne Systems Model 101. He plays the Terminator. In the first movie from 1984, he plays the villain. The villainous Terminator hunting down Sarah Connor, the mother of the future leader of the Resistance, John Connor. He wants to kill that baby before it's even born. 
But in the second movie, he's now the hero. He's sent back in time. He's been reprogrammed this time to protect John Connor from Robert Patrick's T-1000. This a new prototype, a liquid metal model, one that can form not complex weapons, though. It can only form, you know, metal object weapons, stabbing weapons like knives and stuff. But either way, Arnold Schwarzenegger now has to protect John Connor. In 1984, the Terminator is what made Arnold a star. Before that, you know, yes, he did movies like Conan, Pump and Iron, where people knew him. But people really knew Arnold with the Terminator. And that's really where Arnold Schwarzenegger, that we would know and love, took off. The action star of the late 80s. Really, between these two movies, you know, the amount of movies that Arnold made between the Terminator and Terminator 2. Like, yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a known actor in 1984, but not a well-known actor. But by 1991, he was the biggest actor on the planet. So between the two Terminator films, that's really where we get two different Arnolds. We get Arnold the villain in the first one, and then once Arnold becomes a superstar, you know, that's when we get the hero Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator 2. Both movies are phenomenal. I just prefer Terminator, but just because of the horror sci-fi feel, whereas Terminator 2 feels more like an action blockbuster. You know, more of that kind of, you know, action sci-fi blockbuster. Different tone, but it's still a Terminator movie. It's still a movie that I absolutely adore. Obviously, everything had to be bigger. We get bigger set pieces. James Cameron did everything he wanted to do with the original Terminator, but I prefer him working on that smaller budget because it still just looks great LA in 1984. You know, everything is pretty much in the dark. It's all dirty. You know, obviously, the effects don't live up to what we get in Terminator 2, but that's not to say that the effects are bad in the first Terminator movie. I just actually prefer the look of that and everything just over the how the blockbuster feeling of Terminator 2 is but that doesn't mean that Terminator 2 I'm we're talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger's best role here that's how good he is as the Terminator you know he would reprise this role numerous more times all you know at least he wasn't finding it in movies like Terminator 3 or Terminator Dark Fate or even Terminator Genesis he's always game he doesn't half-ass it you could see that in those movies but the rest of those movies are just not as good as the first two Terminator films the two films that really showcase what Arnold is able to do Arnold Schwarzenegger the actor and this is really when he's at the top of his game we get the one-liners obviously I'll be back hasta la vista baby that's all here and all done to perfection. This is the time that I fell in love with Arnold Schwarzenegger and the reason why he became one of my heroes and he's still one of my heroes to this very day. A huge inspiration on my life as far as his work ethic goes. It's incredible. That's what every human being I'm sure strives to be. Somebody who wants to be the best at their craft and he was really at the top of that especially in both 1984 and 1991 when he was playing the T-800 or the Terminator. But anyway, guys, if you guys disagree with my list, feel free to let me know your list in the comment section below. And while you're down there, make sure you guys like this video and subscribe to the channel. I really appreciate you guys being here with me. I hope you enjoyed the solo show. Next week, we should be back with our next James Bond movie as, as we will be diving into the Roger Moore Bond movies. I hope you guys are enjoying that series with me and David, or as you guys might know him as Shamrock Balls. I'm having a lot of fun doing that, revisiting all the Bond movies. So if you're not caught up yet, make sure you catch up by next Thursday as we dive into the first Roger Moore one. And I hope you guys enjoyed this video. I really want to know what you guys think of Arnold Schwarzenegger and what your top 10 Arnold Schwarzenegger movies are. I'm very very curious to see how you guys feel about that. I'm sure there was some that I left off this list that you guys absolutely love. And I'm sorry about that, but these are just my personal choices, movies that I have personal connections to. And, you know, I kind of had to go with my heart on this one. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for being here. And we'll be seeing you around.